You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Your drive home just got a lot more judgmental. Sean Clifford will never do anything of significance in the NFL. Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. Weekdays from 4 to 6 beginning September 11th on 100.5 ESPN. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio. With Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. favorite Olympic gold medal curler, or as Jesse likes to call him, fourth place finisher. Fret not. Rutledge and Hamilton aren't going anywhere other than to a different time slot on ESPN Madison. They will now be four to six every weekday. And again, this is all starting on Monday, September 11th. So the day after the Packers open the season in Chicago, we will open our new lineup. That's fun. That's fun? That's all we get, Matt Hamilton? I mean, I got a glowing recommendation not to tune as into a, the Not show. as a radio host, as it's a caller. Right. <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. I'll take whatever glowing recommendation I can get. This Everybody's is, ego takes a shot on this show. This is ridiculous. Wilde and Tausch, <laughs> our Coors Light brother station show. I don't know. We are connected by Coors Light. And this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do, Matt Hamilton. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. And obviously, Wilde and Tausch also presented in part by Coors Light. Yeah. Mm. And they had Kyle Wallace on. <laughs> they had Brad Nortman on. They had Ben Brust on. They had Homer on to talk about all the new exciting lineup changes here. I'm surprised they didn't have Evan Cohen on. <laughs> they literally had on everyone but us. And if you are new to the news, uh, we have a... New program lineup starting at, uh, really, actually, it starts on Monday with Evan Cohen coming in. So Evan Cohen, who is a UW-Madison alum, will be on the mornings. And uh, you can listen to him, uh, obviously, 5 a.m. here on ESPN-Madison. That's the headline with that one. And William Tausch stays the same. And then we have Greeny. Then at 2 o'clock, it'll be Kyle Wallace, Ben Brust, and Brad Nortman. And that That'll show, be a good show. That show, well, so will Evan's show. Well, yeah, they're all going to be <laughs> all right. they're all going to be good shows. This but guy, like, like for, I'm excited for this new show, this new local show, because Evan's going to kill it nationally. He's, so obviously, right, and he'll talk a lot of local stuff because he went to UW Madison. So we have the other part of it. Evan Cohen's going to join our show tomorrow, and he'll talk about his time here in Madison. But hopefully that, regularly, that show will be two to two to five in Milwaukee, two to four here in Madison, which means. We have stepped up into prime time, drive time. That's a big move for us. We're excited about it. It's a big deal. Our show, <laughs> finalist for Best in Madison. Wilde and Tausch wasn't finalist for Best in Madison. Scalzo and Bruss wasn't a finalist for Best in Madison. Rutledge and Hamilton was a finalist for Best in Madison. We don't know if we've won or lost yet. As far as Best Radio Team. Well, no, yeah, when does that come out? Like October. 17 years from now. They, they run it back. We will find out 17 years from now. You guys remember 2023? <laughs> Rutledge and Hamilton. That Matt Great Hamilton job. will hate himself by the Jim, time that comes out. Remember when you were in your senior. 40s? Yeah, Matt Hamilton will be in his 40s when it comes out. But anyways, we get 
Move to 4-6. to six. That means we get the audience on your drive home. We get to take you home every single night. And we get a like an afterthought. And by we, I mean Matt Hamilton gets an afterthought. I don't even get mentioned. If my name was not in the show, my name would not have been mentioned at all in this whole part of it. <laughs> but I'm not even talking about me. I even lobbied Matt. I'm like, can we get Matt on the show? Like, can we at least reference? Like, Matt can say, heck yeah, or something. <laughs> like, can we get... Can we get a let's go from Matt Hamilton on the show? Something to acknowledge that this is a big flipping deal, Matt Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just letting uh, maybe letting us explain how much of a big deal we thought it was. Now they're on salty. Our own show. They're letting me save it because I can't fabricate it. I am excited, and when I'm no longer excited, it's over. That's just the way she be. So I think Wildy did me a favor. Lucky, lucky Jen. Yeah, because right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. lucky Jen. <laughs> Always something new. When I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> Always something selfish. But I just I, I thank Wildy because I can bring that excitement to this show and let you guys know how pumped I am to go to four to six. This is dream come true. I didn't think it was gonna happen nearly. This is almost as a premature but coronation. No. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it is, and you know I'm into that. So. This is just seems like a match made in heaven. I'm pumped for it. And I'm, I'm pumped too. Now there's one. You know what? Maybe maybe Wildy also assumed that since we are a Coors Light show, that we were following the rules of Coors Light, and that's being made to chill. So maybe we should have a Coors Light and chill and just ex- be excited that our oh, show gets no. to but announce. Wait, but I, is, I like Jim's anger. Yeah, but also <laughs> wait, we are I'm a big made deal. to chill, bro. Yeah. So, but there's also like Alex Strofe, who's in the studio with us, the Everlight Solar Studio should also honestly be more upset because every show, it was in the press release, Matt Hamilton, but who reads a press release? Not me. (laughs) Every single show has not even acknowledged Alex Stroff's new role with ESPN Madison. So, Alex, first, tell us, because we're excited about it, tell us uh, the sweet part of our bittersweet news. Tell us what you're going to be up to going forward. Yeah, so I'll have uh, I'll have one thing with more information next week related to uh, the football season. I'll, I'll leave I'll leave that as a little tease. But uh, what we do know is beginning September 11th, three times a week, I will be releasing a new digital show, podcast form, uh, 30 minutes to an hour, new co-host every day from from here in, in Madison and Milwaukee and all, all over the country with, with our GKB sister stations, talking all things Wisconsin and Packers football. Really excited about that beginning September 11th. Uh, that is the sweet part of this. Um, you know. Well, wait. And so, first of all, congratulations, Matt. We're proud of this guy, right? Yeah, just moving on up, baby. I love you just climbing that corporate ladder. Uh, here I go. Here I go climbing, uh, <laughs> you know, like a Mario in the original Mario games. But uh, the, the bittersweet part of the sweet news is next week will be my final week uh, regularly. Uh, with the show Rutledge and Hamilton, which obviously is my baby. I've, I've been with you guys since the get-go. I've been with Jim since even before Rutledge and Hamilton, and so appreciative of both of you and your friendship and, and guidance and, and help along the way building uh, Madison's new drive-time show, baby. Yeah. I mean, this is this is huge news, <laughs> which, uh, 
which obviously creates space for a, a guy who, and I know this summer's been weird. I haven't been on the show a ton because everybody's yeah, been on. Ryan's basically our producer. So. Ryan's basically already been the producer, but we can officially make it officially official as Ryan, beginning September 11th, will be the everyday producer, and I'm excited to see how he puts his imprint in the show and uh, takes you guys to a new level in your new time slot from 4 to 6. But, Everything's uh, under control. <laughs> as it always is with him. Um, we got but, it handled, guys. But but uh, I'll still pop in from time to time. Matt takes enough vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here's the thing: the new time is not going to change any of the riders in my contract. Like the, a beer an hour. That's yep. gonna that's maintained. The three shows a week. Seventy percent. <laughs> Attendance on the show, so you know, a maybe little bit you better should do my three. show three times a week, <laughs> right? A Monday, Wednesday, Friday show. I'm maybe. already doing that. It's called Relative <laughs> Hamilton, four to six. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, super excited for what's coming next, and we'll, we'll talk more about it. I'm with you guys all four days next week to, to say my official farewell. Um, and we'll have more How information fitting that it's only a four day week, yeah, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. That means you can attend all the shows, then, right? We'll see. But. <laughs> so full disclosure, pulling back so. the curtain, I said to you in next week. He said, "Yeah, I'll be in all all five days." I said, "Well, good for you because we're only in four. We're only in four. We're off on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little more committed." <laughs> we'll have to. Oh, wait. Has, we'll Matt have to wait has only a loose idea what calendars. When mean. every day he doesn't is a even holiday, know what month it is. When every day is a holiday, you don't have to worry about these little ones. So there you have it, folks. Rutledge and Hamilton, big time news. First, congratulations. Do you have a name for your? Is it strophing off? Is it strophing it? <laughs> what is the name of your new? Afternoon or your new uh, I, digital I, I only show. I've been informed I cannot release that information until later this week. <laughs> it's it's which one do you think it is, Matt? Strofing off or it is strofing neither it? of the above. <laughs> I, be- I believe I would believe I would get good, fired. It would be such a fun show because you're <laughs> strofing off with Alex Strofe. Yeah, it's pretty phallic. Here's the thing, not phallic. You would uh, it would definitely. Men aren't the only ones who strofe off, so like you don't like it's not. <laughs> Just foul. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> so, strofe, I mean, like, strofing off with Alex Strofe, you'd be like goofing off. Like, strofing off, goofing off, right? That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Men and women goof off. I don't know what you're thinking about, but like. No way. Yes. Yeah, goofing off, strofing off, right? That's, I mean, that's where your head went, right? I, I mean, it is, but I Absolutely also think, not where your I head went. What are we doing here? Go, like, plugged out or something. <laughs> Alex Strofe. I like or, that. That's plugged. actually not a half bad idea. <laughs> no, plugged uh, out with Alex Strofe and friends. Yeah, because you're plugged out of the like the broadcast, but you're plugged into the internet. That's so. true. That's very true. Um, so who do I get to uh, ask to be my co-host first between the two of you? Well, that's I think up to you, you, know. you. You have your own show. You're finally the executive producer of something. <laughs> you can say that with confidence, and Jim will not berate you. He won't argue that. Yeah, because um, if you said that right now, he would. Who's the executive producer of the show? Me. It's yeah. always been me. That's so. why your name comes first. Yeah, but I get that. Like, I get like the credit, like the producer credit that you see at the end of the movie. Yeah, but sure, I don't actually sure. do anything. But I will say, uh, it's like a title. As as much as I am never serious with you guys, and I will say for uh, one final time this week with you guys, Jordan Love, fit him for the gold jacket. <laughs> uh, I am super proud of you guys. It's been a blast working with you, and we'll continue to do so, obviously, in, in, in some capacity. But this is uh, this is really freaking cool, dude. I mean, like, I'm, uh, this is a really cool opportunity for you guys uh, on the drive home. I've only seen, like, three negative people talk about how they don't want to listen to a Bears fan on their drive home. So <laughs> that's really not too bad. <laughs> what do you have, like, your own time? I haven't seen those. Uh, Facebook. The, uh, the olds. Where the olds hang out. Uh, <laughs> why are you on Facebook? Uh, because the olds love me. Grandmas love me. We've been over this. Grandmas love me. All right, well, we're actually very proud of you, too, Alex. We're not going to take that. We're not going to let you take that away and deflect it enough. That's awesome. A new opportunity. 
and you're going to lead the company and you're going to be fantastic at it. Uh, we're definitely planning on having you being part of the show regularly, not just filling in for Matt, but uh, we'll kind of release what we're doing, some of the stuff with the show. But you'll still be involved. We'll still have Molly Brown involved. Uh, we still have some really exciting things, including Chris Orr is going to be involved more regularly. We're going to talk Badgers uh, every single week. So that'll be fun, and we're going to try to figure out how to get some more ESPN Wisconsin hosts involved. We do have some text coming in, so I do want to – Clean some, uh, clean some things up here. King Troll House of D chimes in. What's Scalzo doing, boys? So Scalzo announced, and for those who don't know, Greg Scalzo uh, was uh, an intern of mine a million years ago. Yeah. And he, I actually air-checked him, and he references how mean I was during the air-check. So. <laughs> but maybe that made him better. Back, all the way back when Jim was my age. Uh, before that. So <laughs> it was a long time ago. Basically when Scalzo, he was like a sophomore junior in college. And so he interned here. I believe I was the first person to host with him. And obviously, like most, they go well past me. I uh, put Gabe Knights <laughs> on that list. And obviously, Greg Scalzo on that list as well. So Scalzo is taking over. And so people probably don't know this. He is an excellent. Uh, he was an excellent marketing consultant here at ESPN Madison, and he was an amazing manager here at ESPN Madison. He carried the management side to Milwaukee while doing Scalzo and Brust, but now he is managing and he's the market manager for our three great stations over there, The Truth, WTMJ, and 94.5 ESPN. That means he's in charge of all our marketing and all of our content on those stations. So he will be around to do some things. I have an open invitation for him to hop into this show, whether right. filling in for Matt or with Matt. And uh, that will be standing because he's very popular here in Madison. But that takes a lot of work. So Greg is retiring his day to day. Well, the uh, crazy part is he was career. obviously a fantastic guy in broadcast uh, for uh, his broadcast career. But he's even better at being a manager and working with people. That it's it's tough because I loved listening to Scalzo. Trust is fine, but Scalzo <laughs> especially. Yeah. And the fact that he's even better at being a manager and working with people and making sure his team rises with the with uh, with him, uh, it's pretty impressive. So if you do see him or get a chance to text into their show, congratulate Scalzo because the guy is so multi talented. He's just following the route that probably suits his talents best. Yeah, it, it's it's a win for everybody at Good Karma Brands, and we're all so thrilled for him. And, and I can't believe I'm about to say this in a sentence, but Ben Bruss said it best, Greg succeeds at everything he does. Um, he is he is so damn good at everything he does. So uh, I'm really excited for him and, and, and the future GKB with, with him uh, in the position he'll be in. Yeah. Robin Madison chimes in, whose idea was it to keep Ben on the radio? Um, I guess Greg's. Yeah, have so, a play. Yeah, so all positive congratulations and negative that Ben Bruss is still on the air. You can forward those all to Scalzo. He'll take care of that. He'll field any questions you have. <laughs> Daniel Sloth chimes in. So we don't get any Ben Brust in Madison anymore. We've cleared that up. It'll be Ben Brust, Kyle Wallace, Brad Norton. That show will be 2-4 to four here in Madison, 2-5 to five in Milwaukee and in Beaver Dam. And but here in Ma- they're basically taking our time slot, and yeah. we are taking their time slot. So we are now drive time in Madison, and they are three hours in Milwaukee and Beaver Dam, two hours here in Madison. So that's two former Badgers, and then Kyle Wallace will be great on that show as well. You're all going to get to know him a little bit more. Obviously, most of our fans know Brad, and obviously they all know Bruss. So yeah, Kyle you heard in- Sunday Karma. Uh, Kyle Wallace obviously yeah. been the producer on there for years. So if, you, if you're familiar with that program, that's how you know Kyle Wallace, and it's super exciting for him and Brad to both be getting. In 
in the mix daily. Super pumped and happy for both of them. Um, you know, I, I, Jim, you always like to take credit for Scalzo and yeah. Gabe Neitzel yeah. and now me yeah. um, and, and all the things we've done. I, I think I get to claim credit on Brad Norman because nobody's worked with him more and he's going to become an absolute superstar and I'm so stoked for him and excited for our fans to be able to hear uh, the brilliant analogies and some of his background. I mean, he played in an AFC Championship game, an NFC Championship game, a Super Bowl. He's the greatest fake punter in NCAA history, in my opinion. <laughs> I might be a little biased. So, like, I, I, I'm super stoked for, for him and Kyle. Let me be clear. I take zero credit for you, uh, Gabe, or... <laughs> Uh, Greg, you all just surpass. You all saw like, hey, this is what I don't want to be. And <laughs> That's I not need true. To, I need to go <laughs> well past it. Some of those things you get that that look. Yeah. It happened to me. Like there was, I saw we're people just that low rung on the ladder, yeah, yeah. and we're like, just helping them up. Like we don't. I do not want this for my future. Uh, Daniel Sloth <laughs> chimes in. So Rutledge and Hamilton is going four to six. Means you better line up some uh, better uh, co-hosts to fill in. It's past Jim's bedtime, and Matt's already gone enough from two to four. Can't imagine how many times he'll be gone <laughs> with the later times. Yeah, imagine that. It's not the only knock we did on that. Yeah. Oh, man. Will I, I? I think maybe this should be our first Iron Jack Bowl question. Should I text Matt multiple times day one to remind him that we are 46? So I've been wanting to bring this up, but we couldn't yesterday. Yeah. Um, so we have some exciting stuff in the works uh, coming with our Packers coverage coming up. And, and you'll, like yes. I said earlier, you'll oh. learn more about that next week. Yes. And, but there was an opportunity for the three of us to work together uh, uh, on a Monday Night Football And this game. is a double whammy, because I will add the other part that Matt was aware of. But go ahead and start with this. <laughs> so oh, yeah. uh, the, the person <laughs> that coordinates uh, scheduling who will be on these shows uh, emailed us, and Matt replied, and this is in October, mind you, after September 11th. Yes, yes. October comes after September, September 11th, in this case, is important because that's our new lineup. Right, and that's when four to, you guys begin 4-6. to six. So uh, this is about a date in October, two yes. months down the line. <laughs> and, and Matt responds, so will we be on the air that day from 2 to 7.15? <laughs> and I just responded, I have reminded Matt that he will not be on the air at 2 o'clock anymore beginning September 11th, and of course October is after September 11th. Yeah. So I uh, I think this is going to take some getting used to for you. You're going to show up at 2 o'clock more than, <laughs> more than you like. That, at least I won't be late. That's true. At least we're going to do that. For once. We're going to be doing a remote broadcast at, at Chalmers Jewelers, and I cleared that date with Matt like two days before, and Matt gave the same response to that email. It was like, hey, I'll be around the 28th. I'll be out the 29th. Yeah. And that's the exact same response he gave to me two days earlier about scheduling the remote. And I don't know if you didn't read the email. We can't do the other thing they asked us to do because we needed to be in Green Bay. And so I was like, well, Matt and I can't do the time in Green Bay because we don't have a private jet to get us from Chalmers <laughs> Jewelers in Middleton out to Green Bay instantly. Logistics. So, yeah. So that was like, the whole, I had to point that part out to Matt as well, even though yeah, I, I just I, ran it by I, him that we could do so the So that's basically 100% of the email I sent was untrue or <laughs> false <laughs> or... Sounds right. Honestly, that's yeah, what you no, get for giving me an email, brand. Strofe. It's fully that's on brand That's what you get for giving me an email. That's fair. I, it is one of my biggest you, regrets in my professional career. Would you prefer a wrong response or no response? No response. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, then honestly, then no response. This is your fault. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It absolutely is. I'll take responsibility for that. Well, we're kicking Strofe out for today because... Look, part of the reason we're doing this is he has barely been on. He has checked out on the show, Matt Hamilton. For uh, that's a long, not true, Jim. You filled in for every time Scalzo well, was out. You're like, second. let me do it. Listen, listen to this for a second. Yeah, though. Scalzo and Bruss coming to an end September eighth. That's yeah. next Friday. Yep. They've both decided to take the rest of the week off. Today is when we announced our new lineup. Ben Brust, a big part of that new lineup, may I add, is not even here to host his own show to promote his new show. He's pulling a me Hamilton. And, me and Colin Russo are filling in for Greg and Ben today and tomorrow. And Ben's not even around to promote his own show. 
How ridiculous is that? Sounds on brand. You get honored. You, you, not only does he get honored with a new show, new co-host, staying on the air, he gets rewarded for not showing up on the day of the announcement with an extra hour in Milwaukee and Beaver Dam. Yep. Anyway. I would say he's also the guy who created a giant internet stir and then just disappeared for a week. It's also so, yeah, Ben is... Like, it's just athletes, man. We got Matt Hamilton right here. They don't have a real sense of schedules or time. All or born in entitled town. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. They live wow. in their little Peter Pan fantasy Can't worlds. we just go back to picking on just Ben? <laughs> Leave me out of this. I love you. Goodbye. All right. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. times a day will Jim Rutledge need to remind Matt Hamilton about the show's new time slot, the first week of airing 4 to 6. Right now, it is 33% across the board. 2 to 5 times, 6 to 9 times, 10 plus times. Willie Nash chimes in. There's only one nice option. I don't know which. I guess that's 2 to 5. I mean, 6 to 9 is obviously the nice option. Don't you get it? Six and nine. Oh, is that what it uh, was with the glass? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Look at look at Ryan already p- proving his worth here on the show. There you Notice go. how I didn't put a one option on there because it, it's clearly going to have to happen at least once per day. Like that's not even a <laughs> yeah, question. Right? One's not. Honestly, I'm the 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 two to five is seems. Like, I'm just going to be told that anyway. Regardless of if I needed it or not, like, I will be told. Well, like, for an example, you and I are taking some photos tomorrow. And, you know, to promote the new show. Yes. Well, I'll remind you a few more times. Yeah. And I also have floated once, Ryan, already. I'm like, hey, you should bring in your gold medal. And I'm going to bring it up a few more times to remind Matt. One, we're supposed to wear matching outfits. So that's one thing. And then two... Bring in the. Yes. I wish. I wish. I have. A, I had a Jordan track shoot, suit that I got rid of at some point, and I'm so mad about it. Like I just thought, like, oh, this is like, I'm. It missed. Like, it goes out of style for a while. Never though, ever really was in. But like, you know. But now I'm like 43. Who cares? Like now I can just wear a track suit. We can tell you're 43 because you thought your Jordan tracksuit was ever out of style. True. True. I mean, come on. <laughs> so like, true. Clearly. My bad. My bad on that one. Timeless. So, Jim? One of my lar- one of my great regrets in life was getting rid of that uh, Jordan tracksuit. Living charm life. Clearly. Live from the Everlight Solar Studio. You can get to the show 844-770-3776. The Green Bay Packers. Yes. Mystery team, Adam Schefter reveals, ESPN's Adam Schefter reveals that the mystery team in on the Indianapolis Colts running back, former Badger, Jonathan Taylor, was the Green Bay Packers. Now, I had some initial thoughts, and I had teased it before. I think this indicates a few different things. But Matt, when you saw the news, or maybe I'm breaking it to you now, when you heard the news about the Packers being interested, maybe they made an offer to the Colts for Jonathan Taylor, what was your thoughts? I mean, 844-770-3776, I'll take your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I was, I was shocked. Um, I, 
Obviously, we, uh, us Packer fans, think that everything is good with A.J. Dillon, right? That was the first person that came to mind. I kind of have this feeling that Aaron Jones is going to go the way of every other running back right now. They're not going to offer him the next contract and try and get somebody young or, or draft somebody. And Aaron Jones was, everyone talked about taking a hometown discount. Aaron Jones was very smart. And we can call it a hometown discount to make yourself feel better. Aaron Jones was like, hey, I'm reading the room here, and I'm not going to get more than the Packers will give me. I'm happy here. I get showcased here, and I'll still get paid a good amount of money here. I'm staying here in Green Bay. Like yeah. That was his thought process. It wasn't like, I love Green Bay so much, I'm just going to give him a discount. It was, I like getting paid money. I like playing in Green Bay. I will take a discount to still good play to make good money and I mean, play for a good team. His discount still leaves him in like elite running back exactly. money right now. Exactly. So like, I I just don't think the Packers like I do I do think that they were probably thinking about moving on from uh, Jones this year, but I did not think that they had questions about Dylan because that's what this tells me. Unless the other thought that it tells me is that we are thinking about moving on from uh, Aaron Jones and we want. We want like that versatile back, that fast kind of like shifty back because we do have this power back in AJ Dillon. So like maybe that's a good thing. For, I could see it being a good thing and a bad thing. Dillon and uh, uh, JT are different enough that I could see them still being like kind of a lightning thunder combo that you we have right now with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So it's it's. Now the more I think about it, it's more like it seems like the Packers are ready to move on with Aaron Jones. And I think this And I did see this this morning by the way. It paints a very clear picture to me that the Packers do not view AJ Dillon as a number 1 back. Because if the Packers were going to make this move, here's what I would the, the thing that makes the most sense for the Packers would have been you trade Aaron Jones for, let's say, a third-round pick. And then you take, then you go to the Colts and say, we'll give you a second and third-round pick for Taylor and maybe a future third-round pick the following year. You know, And so now you bring in 24-year-old Jonathan Taylor and move out 28-year-old Aaron Jones, and now you have your new running back that you're going to pay money to, which immediately now he's going to get the dollars. Uh, he's going to get paid. The Packers will have money opening up over the next few years. So you lock in Jonathan Taylor at 24 years old. And then A.J. Dillon, I don't think the Packers are necessarily 100% moving on from him because I don't think the market for A.J. Dillon is going to be massive next year. Based off what A.J. Dillon has done so far in his career, he's not going to get paid. A bruising back, which is the most likely back to wear out, is not going to get a massive number one running back deal. And so there's a decent shot that A.J. Dillon stays on this team. But I would imagine that this is an indicator to me that the Packers will be either drafting a running back in the first, you know, the, to be a starter. That would be, I would say, top four rounds then, to be a basically 50-50 back at best with AJ Dillon, or they might let Dillon walk completely, and or they might try to bring someone in new, including Jonathan Taylor. Doesn't mean they're out of the Jonathan Taylor market. It just right. means for now they are. Now if he gets traded and signed, and then they'd be out of the market. But to me, this is a major indicator. Not even that the Packers are trying to like get to the playoffs this year. I don't think there's a major jump between Aaron Jones to Jonathan Taylor this year. But Jonathan Taylor is 24 years old. Right. Aaron Jones is 28. And Taylor is a better back. I would say Taylor's top 5, Jones is top 10. So we're talking about a marginal difference between Jones and Taylor. But for the future, 
Taylor instead of Dylan makes a ton. That is a massive difference. Yeah, and 100%. to me, the Packers willing to try to acquire Jonathan Taylor said the most about what they believe in A.J. Dillon. And they believe A.J. Dillon is a good complimentary back, but he's not a lead. 844-770-3776. Daniel Sloss, Sloss chimes in. They should have traded Dillon, let him go prove his worth and get paid, bringing in JT. I don't think that Dillon would have, I don't think Dillon would have acquired what you think he would have. I don't, I don't think Dillon, if you were trying to equate a pick to it, especially where he is in his contract, it's probably the equivalent of like a fifth round pick. Yeah, with Dillon, I think Dillon, the reason he's had the success he has had in Green Bay is because he's been that complimentary back. You've got guys that are worn out from chasing down Aaron Jones. Now A.J. Dillon's going to jam the ball down your throat. Like You've got to stop him with your your strength, not with speed, and it's all of a sudden it's a different game. Like I think he has benefited from the fact that he is part of a one-two punch. And th- I mean that's that's his role. That's his benefit. I I I think that if we were going to get Taylor, it was going to be for Jones or to move on from Jones in the future. Yeah, and they wouldn't have taken Jones back either. I don't think they would have had an interest in a twenty-eight year old running back because the Colts aren't necessi- they're not interested in winning this year either. Like they want to reset what's going on there. They right. they're, they're not trying to have some majorly great season. AJ Dillon. Well, they all they're trying to do is protect their rookie quarterback and having a running back. Helps. Yeah, they still don't want Dylan. I mean, they still don't want Jones. They would not have taken Jones back in that deal. I guarantee Jones was not ending up on the Colts in that deal. Like I promise you that case. Right. Because I mean, they're not trying. They they want whoever will saying. start week one. Right. They, but I, they <laughs> they have they have a back who's starting week one. They're playing someone instead of Taylor. Like they have yeah, a back. That, they're Evan trying. Hall they or? want picks. They've been pretty clear. They want picks or they want the world. They asked the Dolphins reportedly for Jalen Waddle. I mean, apparently the Colts have lost their mind. Hey, Jonathan Taylor, you're not worth paying running back one numbers, uh, paying that contract to, but we're going to ask for the world in any trade. Like the, not the, the, the mental disconnect between well, you're not worth us paying you this money, but also. But we're going to seek a value yeah. of exactly what you asked for. Right. A.J. Dillon, for his career, averages 4.3 yards per carry. That is that's, a, that's a Dillon kind of stat. It's like you need three yards, Dillon will get you four. You need five yards, Dillon will get you four. <laughs> And what he is, and I think this is what the Packers view, and I, I think this is a, a fair description of him, is that A.J. Dillon is a top-tier complimentary back, a bottom-tier feature back. It's yeah. one of those guys where, ideally, if he's your complimentary running back, you are in really good shape like the Green Bay Packers are right now. Because if you have Aaron Jones and you can compliment him with A.J. Dillon, that is an amazing one-two punch. Mm-hmm. If you have A.J. Dillon and you're complimenting him with player X that's you know lesser of a player than A.J. Dillon, that's not where you want to be. And that's why the, that's what the Packers have recognized, so they took a swing at Taylor. Right. And it doesn't mean A.J. Dillon's not long for this team, because 1,800 career yards and 14 touchdowns and a 4.3 yards per carry over three years ain't going to get you a big contract. Jonathan Taylor's not getting paid. Melvin Gordon had better numbers than that. He's been cut. So, I mean, he's not going to get the dollar. They're they're fine numbers. They're very replaceable numbers. They're what you would hope to get. But I do think the value for Dylan to the Packers is a big deal. But I think this, to me, tells everyone that the Packers look at A.J. Dylan as a complimentary piece, not as a feature piece. I don't think that should shock anybody. Like that's how they so that's how they've been he's been used ever since he was brought into the Packers. Like 
you can tell me that's because we've had Aaron Jones and he's just the backup, but he's been used as a complimentary piece when the defense is worn out and they've been on the field for a long, like, I don't know, two-minute offense. You're throwing out your bruiser back to just pile it on, make it harder. So the, the idea that he's just like a complimentary back it shouldn't be surprising. He's just right now in the league, he'd be what I would consider an elite complimentary back because he's got such a good running back ahead of him he can do so much damage with where he's at in this system with this personnel and this scheme it's i don't think it's crazy to think that it's what's crazy is the colts doing what they're doing to jonathan taylor like i still can't get over that right now they're like that they're basically treating that entire position not just jonathan taylor but everybody that plays running back like, it's a joke. Like, I can't believe the next guy up is just ready to be. I understand it's the NFL and you only get so many cracks, so you can't stand on your uh, high horse all the time. But, man, the next guy up, you got to think, like, I literally have no legs to stand on. There's zero leverage for me as a running back because I am the most replaceable guy on this team if they're ready to move on from a guy like Jonathan Taylor. The Badgers play on Saturday, Matt Hamilton. Do we need reminders for that? Just assume I need the reminders. All right, the Badgers play on Saturday. You heard Chris Orr right there. He's joining us next. We're going to have him on as much as possible during football season. On We're going to decide if it'll be Monday or Tuesdays, normally. We'll, we'll figure that part out, Matt Hamilton. I think it'll be Mondays. But we're going to have Chris Orr on next to talk Badger football. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Bucky by Billion. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Sunshine's throws it again and he's hit at sack for the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Preach. Farmer's plow Wishes go up And the world goes around And I Are you going to sing it for us, Chris Orr? <laughs> Not for free, man. Not for free, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the laugh of former Badger Chris Orr. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, Matt Hamilton. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. You can crush a Coors Light at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, one of the uh, great uh, sponsors of our Badger segment. Chris, thanks for uh, hopping on. We'll hopefully be able to talk to you throughout the season about Badger and Packer football. But we are only a few days away from oh, yeah. Badger football at Camp Randall. So you're going to be part of our, our pregame coverage as well. Do I have that correct? Uh, I think so. I think so. Okay, maybe I just broke that news to you. But uh, <laughs> he's like me. He just needs the reminders. You know how to deal with athletes. So they need reminders constantly. Uh, I am excited to uh, hear Chris on our airwaves talking Badgers at some level this uh, football season. Hopefully on the show as well. But Chris, where are, I want to go back to your player days as a player. Uh-huh. You're a couple days away from the start of the season. It's against opponent in Buffalo, which, look, the Badgers have played worst opponents start of the season, but Buffalo, not a premier. It's not Ohio State. But are you chomping at the bit right now to, like, if you're if you're a player on this team, ready to get out there and just hit something? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because as a player, you know, for so long, you've just been going against each other. You've just been going against your teammates. You've already gotten past that hump of, 
all right, I just want to hit anybody. I don't care if it's my teammates. You've gotten past all the fights and squirms and practice. Now you truly are a team and you're ready to just take it out on somebody else. And honestly, like, they're probably looking at this game as a statement game. Like, if, if I'm in that locker room, at least that's what I'm thinking. We got a new head coach. Uh, we didn't perform well as players last year. Our whole coaching staff is gone from last year. It's a new era now. Like, we need to put our stamp on what this new era of Wisconsin football is going to look like. And they can do it by coming out and whew, handling business. They can do it by just stomping them out, to be honest. And that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. It should be a blowout. I hope it's a blowout. I hope it's a shutout, man. I'm looking for a shutout. My, my, my defensive player mindset still wants to see the dominant defensive days of uh, Wisconsin football for sure. Well, it's nice. Potentially, it seems like we might have a nice complementary kind of football team, a balanced football team where you have the offensive might of the air raid and Phil Longo, and we're still going to maintain a elite level defense, which is my hope. Um, For sure. I'm, I'm kind of curious as what what is that mentality? Jim saying chomp at the bit. Is there like nerves? Because there's going to be guys who have never played on Camp Randall before. There's going to be right. there's going to be players that have never even played in a college game before that are going out there. Like, what are those people that who are coming into Camp Randall for the first time? What are they thinking? Because I'm curious, what did you think when you started and you had to go out on a Camp Randall for the first time? Like, put us in our in their heads. Oh man, that's a good question. Wow, I don't, I don't think I've ever been asked that. <laughs> hey, yo, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, what I say is just like it's it's the same. You know, football is the same everywhere. You definitely get a different feeling. You know, at different spots, and Camp Randall being one of those spots for sure. But at the end of the day, when you get out there, all you want to do is make your stamp on that motion W. You want to make your stamp on the Wisconsin football program. You want to make your stamp on college football for the 2023 season. So it doesn't matter where you play at you're going to have a little bit of butterflies. Like, you should be really anxious to get out there. I know me personally, like, before every game, man, I I, I have to be jittery. I, I want to be jittery. I want to feel like I'm I'm going to fall apart from all the excitement I'm trying to contain. I want to feel like my body's going to just <laughs> completely de- disintegrate. But, like, no, every, everybody's a little different. But those guys that are playing for the first time, for sure, they're gonna, probably going to take it in. You should take it in. Um that's that's like that's like the easiest way to ease your nerves and to calm yourself down. Either you go out there pregame, or once you actually run out the tunnel, you take it in, and then it's off from there, man. You you don't even hear the fans, man. It's just like muffled noise. It's either loud, it's either loud brown noise or white noise, or low white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with former Badger Chris Orr here on Rutledge and Hamilton, Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, with you live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Chris, Badger's new defense. Uh, describe. Uh, how much we'll see, I forget if it's like a two-two-five. how much we'll see nickel. What do you think the overall impact of this defense will have? Are we overblowing it? Are we underplaying it? Or what do you think this defense will affect right. how great the Badgers defense has been really since Dave Aranda arrived on campus? Right, yeah. I, honestly, I think it might be a little underplayed, to be honest. Uh, there's so There's so many different things you can do defensively. I think that depending on the personnel grouping, so 12 personnel, which is just one running back and two tight ends, or 21, it's, it's the same thing, to be honest, if you flip the numbers. Anyway, any of those personnel groupings in, in, or higher, I'm guessing that we'll see the 3-4, the traditional stuff that we've been running here. 
you're going to see the four-two-five, which is just the nickel defense that we've ran here before, which I'm sure they still have. And you're going to see Coach Tressel's trademark three-three-five defense. Um, I think it's something that took over for them at Cincinnati. It's a good way of defending our own offense now. You know, some of these air raid and high-profile offenses is a good way of defending defending it. People think that it's uh, it's just dangerous through the air because you got more athletes on the field, but honestly, it gives a lot of offensive lines and quarterbacks a hard time uh, identifying where they want to take their combination blocks to the second level up to the backers because you can't really predict who's in the box count you you can't really tell because there's so much speed out there there's dbs out there and linebacker spots and you're like what is what is he doing there we're not going to count him the running back is going to have to run him over that's that's literally how majority offenses determine where they're going to take a run is we're going to go block the big people and we're going to make the little people tackle our big running back is is the thought over and over again but i think it's going to be an explosive defense i think it's a i think we've completely changed our mindset into a feaster fan and team where what i mean by that is if we're clicking on offense we should easily be able to be able to put up 40 points if we're clicking on defense we should get at least two turnovers in the game so i think this defense is going to be predicated on first forcing turnovers as well as coming up and tackling in the secondary because we had that much speed on the field you don't have as many defensive linemen and pass rushes out there, so they're going to have to be able to come up and tackle in space when some of these quarterbacks get out or even if they just hit these little check downs. Yeah, I, I'm i pretty excited uh, for this look on the defense, but let's be real. All these recruits, the, the shining star from last season, quarterback room with multiple four-star better recruits in it. I'm curious about the offense. What are you most excited about with the offense? Is it this? This is it the scheme? Is it these wide receivers? Is it the fact Braylon Allen is not necessarily going to be the only weapon, so they might have to, you know, treat that treat the running back and the the pass option a little bit more fairly. Uh, what what's right. it for you? Yeah, it's it's man. I'm I'm excited to see Tanner Mordecai in the Big Ten. That's that's number one. I'm excited to see him take that jump and man. He's he's almost in the in the situation where he controls his own future even from UW and beyond you know if he if he plays well and certainly winning a Big Ten championship or something like that in your first year will help but I'm excited about Mordecai and and I'm excited to see who else steps up as some big time playmakers you know we already know that Braylon's going to do his thing like it's almost understood that he should get at least a thousand maybe 1200 yards uh rushing and uh I want to see I want to see us have 2,000 yard rushers again I want to see that come I don't see that come back, and I think it could actually happen as long as we, you know, Mordecai runs it a little bit. We we ex- explode through the air with Tim and some of those other receivers. Then those running backs can run for daylight. I, I want to see if we can marry our traditional mindset with the new age look. Chris, uh, before we let you go, talking with Chris Orr, former Badger, also played in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor, clearly getting done yeah. dirty by the Colts, but. We can talk. I'll let you talk about that part for a second. But also, the rumor out there, Adam Schefter, I shouldn't say rumor, multiple people have reported that the Packers were the mystery team in on mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. I maintain that that obviously is a bigger indication of what the Packers think of A.J. Dillon because Aaron mm. Jones is 28. He's at the you know kind of at the end of his contract. The Packers would have probably right. traded him, put Taylor in there, who's 24. But to me, it says the Packers view A.J. Dillon as a complimentary piece, not a feature piece. Uh, what do you think about that? And Taylor, you can give your thoughts on that too. 
Yeah, I think, ooh, I, I, actually, I think that's a pretty fair assessment to say on uh, A.J. Dillon, but I, I more so think it's more so just they respect how much of a talent J.T. is. They, you can't really replace an all-pro all running back. People think that running back, yeah, you can replace them in a the draft. Yeah, that's cool. You can replace a complimentary piece, you know, j- just like you're alluding to with A.J. Dillon. You can do that, but you can't replace one of the best backs in the league. You can't replace a – top five, top three running back in the NFL. You can't do that. And JT is also a part of a dying breed of running back. He's a true bell cow. You know, and he can he has the talent to carry the ball 30 times a game for multiple games in a row and carry your team as well as just being a, a extra utility piece, an extra athletic piece out there for your offense. But also I think this is just an attempt to try to help Jordan Love a little bit. You know, I don't I don't want anybody to get too mad at me, but I don't think Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon are the backs that you can just say, hey, carry this young quarterback to the promised land. But I think you can definitely do that with J.T. If Jordan Love's not having a good night or maybe his season isn't going as, as you planned, a running back like J.T. Can, can carry the load offensively for sure. Well, Chris, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you throughout the year. Obviously, Matt's out a ton, so hopefully you'll be able to fill in whenever, <laughs> <laughs> whenever, Matt, whenever Matt's out as well. Man, just shade getting thrown. Well, especially now, Chris, you'll have to bump back your time. Matt and I are now 4-6 to six, uh, starting September 11th, so hopefully you'll be able to join Ooh. us 4-6 to six, uh, instead Drive of that 2-4 to four window. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Appreciate y'all. All right. Thanks, Chris. Next time we're going to have you sing. That's Chris Orr, uh, former Badger. We'll hear from here regularly on Rutledge and Hamilton as we move to a new time slot, 4-6, to six, starting on September 11th. Uh, this segment is also brought to you by our good friends at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Chris Orr is a great lead-in today for Minute to Win It. Uh, what number should we use? What callers? What what number did Chris have? It was a fifty four. Chris is fifty four in college. So caller number four and five. We'll go in order. Perfect. You know, as we give them. But in honor of Chris or caller number four and five, you will win a minimum of twenty five dollar gift card north and south seafood and smokehouse. And if you pick the person who wins minute to win it between Matt Hamilton, you'll receive a fifty dollar gift card between you know Matt and I competing. You get a fifty dollar gift card. So eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Caller number four. And caller number five, you're both entered for Minute to Win It. Caller number four, caller number five, you're both going to be winners. And one of you will win $50 North and South Stephen and Smokehouse. Caller number four, caller number five, 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Do you toe to toe? Live from the Everlight Solar Studio, Rutledge Hamilton continues on ESPN Madison. Who's playing Minute to Win It? Ryan Walshheim. So today we have two contestants, Ted from Evansville, and we have Jack from Madison. And Jim, yeah, Ted from Evansville, caller number two, yep. But he gets you today. Awesome, fantastic. Hopefully, I will uh, come through with a victory. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We're going to play minute to win it in a second. Is brought to you by our good friends at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Whoever wins this game, whoever picked the winner, so hopefully Ted, 
uh, we'll get a $50 gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. But our friends at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse said, you know what? We love the Rutledge and Hamilton family. No matter what, you're getting $25 just for being picked to participate. So no matter what, you're going to walk away a winner because North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, the official official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton, they have like the they have tacos on Tuesday. They have shrimp tastic Thursday. They have specials uh, the one in Verona. You get beer and chicken on Friday. So oh. uh, it is no matter what it is you're looking to do, North and South Seafood Smokehouse can help you. Uh, it's family friendly, so you can go to the one in Madison, Verona, or uh, DeForest. Have a great family night out. You can have it delivered. You can go pick it up. You can have them cater. So whatever the need is, I recommend North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Let's play minutes one. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. I got to make it out to one of those locations at some point, Jim. I've only ever had it in our office here when we've had it catered. It's fantastic. It is. I can't wait. I do want to see what the atmosphere is like at one of the locations. Probably the Madison one if I had to go there soon, but... We all know what this week is. It's a week, kickoff week for college football. We had week zero last week, but this is the real deal, right? This is when the Badgers play, the beginning of the Luke Fickle era. So we have to keep it kind of simple. College football, we're going to go with the AP preseason top 10 poll. All right, Jim? Yep. So obviously last week was week zero. A couple of the uh, one team in the top 10 did play. I won't say who, mm-hmm. but uh, they don't actually change the rankings after week zero. So they've stayed the same. Leading into week one. Okay. So let's go ahead and start your so I'm giving So I'm giving you the top 20. What am I trying to do here? You're Sorry. doing the top 10 of the preseason AP poll. Okay, gotcha. All right, so your time starts now. USC. That is correct. They are the one who played on week zero. All right, Alabama. Alabama is in there as well. They're number four. Georgia. Georgia, obviously number one, back-to-back title winners. All righty, so. You got the- three so far. Ohio State. Ohio State also always in there. Number three in the preseason AP poll. Okay, so now uh, probably someone else, more traditional one. Top ten. So let's go Michigan. Michigan, number two, just ahead of the Ohio State. Alrighty. Out west, I don't know if I love anyone else out west. SEC. I'll just, I'm just going to say it's probably wrong. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Not in there this okay. year, Jim. They had a tough year last year. Seven, I know. Six. That's why I thought I, I was probably off on that. Another SEC school. I don't think Auburn would be in there. Auburn definitely jo- no, not in there. Georgia. Um, you already Bama. said Georgia. I know. I'm just kind of talking out loud here. So, Bama, Georgia, U.S. Oh, man, what else in the south? Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Anything out east? I don't love. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll throw a Penn State in there. Penn State? Yep. Number seven. They're there also go. in there. All right, so you got Penn State, USC, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. So that's a uh, that's six spot. Six out of ten? Six out of ten. That's I don't. Good. I don't hate it. I don't and hate you got it. And you got all of the top four. So okay. it's obviously the ones you want to have. College football playoff. Right? Let's, uh, yeah, let's bring in Mr. Matt Hamilton here. I'm not sure how Matt will do on it, but we'll have to, we'll have to see. It's not... It's not as hard as you think, but it's not as easy as you think. It's not the hardest. I don't know what it is, so I don't think anything. But I'm just getting when you hear it, though, you don't think anything, anyways. But (laughs) yeah, exactly. That's what's either going to give me the edge or crush me this game. All right. Look, hopefully Matt didn't need any reminders about it being Week One of the college football season because today we're doing the top ten of the preseason AP poll, Matt. All right, you know what the preseason AP poll is, correct? I'm assuming that's the 
ranking. Poll that yeah. they're ranking everybody. Okay. Precisely. Yeah. It, the, I don't know what the AP stands for, but Associated Press. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Quite the uh, journalism major, Matt Hamilton. Went to one of those state schools, I guess. Um, <laughs> I anyway. didn't even get into the state school. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if how many of the teams you can get in the top ten of the AP preseason poll, Matt. And your time starts now. I gotta go with Georgia. Georgia's number one, back-to-back title winners. Alabama. Alabama, number four. Okay. Um, honestly, I think I feel like I just saw something on LSU being pretty good. So LSU. LSU, number five this year. And then AP. I think again, I think I saw something. I think the Seminoles, Florida State Seminoles. Florida State, number eight. Whoa! They're playing each other in week one. That's a top oh, ten matchup on Sunday. Man, Probably. I would think that. so. That blows my mind that Florida State's at high. <laughs> um, All right, you got four so far. You got 30 seconds. Let's see. Who else seems like they could be good? Ohio State. Ohio State, always. And they're their number Michigan, three Michigan, probably. Year. Michigan, just ahead of them at number two. You got six now, Matt. <sighs> I feel like Penn State was ranked pretty high, but I feel like they're just outside the top ten, so I'm not going to say that. Um, is Washington going to be ranked this year? Are they? I don't know. Sure, I, don't know. Go, I haven't got a strike yet. Let's Washington, Washington, they're number 10 right now, man. Oh, That's seven right baby. there. You got two seconds, one second. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin. Uh, Luke Fickle era, the optimism is high. It's not that high, man. <laughs> Um, Idiots, whoever is fading on the uh, Badgers not being a top 10 team this year is crazy. All those stupid journalists over at the mm-hmm. AP, the Associated the, this Press. This thing was, Mac. well, tell them. All right, Matt, Jim got six today. Whoa! You got seven. Yeah! Because this is honestly perfect Matt Hamilton because he yes! like randomly will look at a Saw schedule or yeah. like see it like on I a tweet. I might have seen it on TV today. Literally on yeah. SportsCenter in the background. <laughs> yeah. That's how right. I saw it. And, like, and it's that's just, how I absorb it's just, information. It's just a list too. Peripheral. Yes. Right. <laughs> Matt loves lists. That's perfect. Because it's honestly, right if alley. he had not seen that Florida State played LSU, he would have lost. Yeah. Like right. that that well, you would have. Yeah, because yeah, he wouldn't have gotten LSU or Florida right. State. That would have been that. Penn State is on the list. They were. They are number seven this year. So we got ah, we got okay. eight out of ten then, because I think um, did you get you, he didn't get USC either. So we he got, didn't get USC, but you did. So we so got nine out of ten. On. My last guess, if I was gonna throw one out there, go ahead. Um, SEC school, let's say Oklahoma. They're not SEC yet, and Jim also guessed them. Also, so, like that—that's so perfect that Matt. Went They're for, heading to the SEC. Like, you know, like in basketball, yeah, yeah. you see the heat check shot. He was going Steph Curry. I'm just going to launch one from deep beyond three because I won minute to win it, and you just like airballed it. You're like, Big airball. One more, one more. I'm going to give you the wrong conference. Are they even ranked? No, no, they're not ranked. <laughs> I'm they were give bad. You the wrong last conference, year. and I'm going to give you an unranked team. Who Actually, are? Oklahoma is number twenty this year, right behind the Badgers okay. at nineteen. Okay, so, but there still. You go. Who is, uh, who is the one we were missing there? Um, so, there were actually, uh, the, the one you guys missed is number nine, Clemson. Clemson. Uh, Not SEC, stupid. ACC, yeah. obviously, but one behind Florida State. So, they're number two out of the ACC. They're the second highest ranked team in the ACC going into next season. It is crazy, Jim, that Florida State, after years of being irrelevant, finally back in the top ten. Good for them. I'm happy. I'm State always- College. Let's go. State College. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rollins and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.